Hello, and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times of the COVID-19 pandemic, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. Tom Mahoney has given us a few minutes of his time today to join us here on the podcast. Welcome, Tom. Good to have this opportunity to talk to you. For those of you that may not know, Tom is the former CEO of the ITA Group, and uh, even though currently retired, remains an active board member. Uh, for the sake of our listening audience, uh, why don't you give us a little bit more about yourself? Well, all right, Mike. Uh, you know, I uh, have been in the uh, business world for uh, for 40 years and uh, spent the vast majority of my career, 32 two years at, at ITA Group before retiring as CEO. In August, Brent Vanderwall is the current uh, CEO of ITA Group, and and during you know those three plus decades at ITA Group, we uh, we had a lot of different experiences in, in life's journey, whether it be wars or the uh, 9/11, uh, the Great Recession, and so uh, you know during my business career. Um, I've seen uh, several black swans, quote unquote, uh, during my business career. Also, for the sake of our listeners uh, that may not know, what exactly does ITA Group do? ITA Group is in the, in the engagement business. Uh, there's uh, over half of uh, their business is related to uh, events, uh, big events, actually. Uh, large user conferences, uh, travel incentives. And, uh, and so, you know, we do a fair amount of, of business in the, in the loyalty incentive business as well. Uh, our goal is to work with our clients uh, across the, the globe and in developing engagement solutions that cause their constituents to become emotionally and rationally engaged into their brands. And so uh, ITA Group is about, it's 100% employee-owned, and uh, the organization has about 750 employee owners. As a person in the events world, probably not to the level that you're at, but having dealt with events uh, in my current role and knowing some of the things that can potentially take place during events from, you know, venue issues or uh, staffing problems, what are some challenges that you can share with us that you thought maybe were going to be too too tough to overcome? Well, I think that whenever uh, you're you're having a crisis, your first immediate reaction is making sure that your, your, your first priority is the safety and the security of, uh, of your employees and your, your customers and your, and your suppliers. You know, it, it's really about taking care of the people that you touch. Once you, you move into that phase, you're going to, you're going to do the right thing. You're going to, you're going to make sure that you're, you're taking care of those people. Um, from there, you quickly move to the stage of trying to figure out what are you, what are you losing, right? It's the fear of, of losing that business and how are you going to reposition the company to, to be in a position to, to care for the organization as a result of that uh, change or loss in business and in ITA groups, uh, perspective, um, there's a wholly owned subsidiary of ITA group called Hartman's studios and it's headquartered in San Francisco. ITA also has another subsidiary in Boston called Chadwick Martin and Bailey. 
and it's a uh, top 50 market research firm. And uh, so when we go across these entities, what we're trying to do is uh, make decisions that are going to be right for the people, but then also uh, let data drive our decisions as well. Study the data as quickly as possible so that you can make measurable, informed decisions. Okay. And so now to add on to that word, were there any specific events that you can recall that you thought maybe, oh man, this is going to be, this is, this is not going to happen the way we envisioned it to? Well, if you, if you think back, uh, I'll give you three examples of three recent events and, and I'll share these examples because, uh, I think one of the ways you get through a crisis and stay positive is to reflect back on the fact that, you know, when things seemed insurmountable in the past, um, leaders find opportunities to work with other leaders within their organization to generate positive outcomes. And in the case of ITA group, every black swan that came ITA group emerged a stronger, better company. Um, so when you think about nine 11, okay, we, ITA group had incentive travel programs going on. And in fact, we had, uh, a pharmaceutical event going on in New York. Um, and we had a, or, or that would be going to New York and we had an incentive travel program that was a cruise, uh, during the fall foliage up the Northeast portion of the United States. And, uh, they had actually left the port of Newark, uh, and the, the nine 11 attack took place Why they were at a port, but we had to, we had to identify how we were going to get all of these people home. Uh, when at that time the airline industry was shut down. Wow. And, uh, and so our team went to work and, and we were able to, uh, we were able to get, uh, our participants back home. Uh, and you know, the amazing thing about the human spirit is that we are able to come together and in times of a great challenge, uh, we are an amazing species that can become very, very innovative. And, uh, our team was incredibly innovative and we got, we got all of our customers back home safely. Now let's take a look at, let's take a look at great recession, you know, during the great recession, uh, we had significant amount of business canceling because of the financial economic meltdown. Um, but we were able to work with our customers and we were able to work with our team, uh, in a spirit that allowed us to diversify our business and diversify it in a way that has allowed us to deal with the current crisis in a much better position because of what had taken place 10 years ago during the great financial meltdown. And uh, it, it allowed us as an organization to take a look at our diversification of business, the industries that we were serving, the customers we were serving, the types of products and services that we were providing. And uh, through that crisis, we emerged a, a, an organization that was supporting more industries. We had a more diversification in our client base and uh, we were able to recruit and develop a tremendous amount of more uh, professional expertise within our organization to allow us to grow our business. And uh, we've grown the company uh, significantly uh, since the Great Recession. 
Um, part of that diversification was the, the merger and acquisition of Hartman Studios and Chadwick Martin and Bailey. Um, now, the current crisis, um, you know, the, we've had a succession plan in place uh, for, for over 10 years, and it's something that Steve Chapman, our previous CEO and, uh, and chairman, uh, was very dedicated to and ingrained that into our organization as an ESOP uh, company. And, uh, and with my retirement, we, we basically had a generational shift in the leadership of the company. And those, those leaders today are doing a fantastic job, uh, working through the current crisis. And we saw many programs cancel, um, early on as organizations were trying to study what was happening across the globe and identifying as we were going to operate big events, particularly in Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, what were we going to do? And these large global companies, along with ITA and our disaster recovery team, started to study the programs that were going to be operating in uh, Las Vegas in January. And by the first part of February uh, and uh, first part of March, we, we saw those programs canceling. And, um, right now the company is incredibly stable and, uh, they're working to, you know, understand, uh, how to accept reality of the current situation and, and how we can work with our team to stay productive, um, while also positioning the company to emerge a stronger organization once we get through this crisis. Let me ask you this then, you know, being a leader, it, it takes a lot both mentally and physically, you know, obviously you're responsible for uh, people and ultimately their, their families. And, you know, so the decisions you make, obviously you're going to have a direct impact on them. Um, For the people that may be listening that have maybe just stepped into a a newly minted leadership role. um, Can you give some, maybe some tips and advice on things that you maybe do personally to help prepare yourself and, and keep yourself level-headed and mentally strong to be able to go out and make, uh, you know, quick decisions um, that do have such a, a powerful effect on, on your team. Yeah. I think that, you know, the adversity defines all leadership. You know, this is, this is where leadership ultimately gets defined is, is at a time of that, you know, extreme adversity or, or even chaos or crisis. And, and that's what's happening. And, you know, what, what people are looking for is, uh, is a leader that's going to quickly accept the reality of the situation. And, uh, in a very, um, honest and transparent way, uh, communicate, uh, what needs to take place. And I think that's, that's what's happening right now is that there's a lot of uncertainty and as a leader, you need to be incredibly transparent and you have to be empathetic. You and empathetic is is, there's a big difference between being empathetic and sympathetic at this particular point in time. Empathy is about action. And so people are going to be looking at your actions and what you are doing. And it's important to demonstrate, uh, a, a fair amount of compassion to, to the situation. Uh, if you are, if you're communicating, for example, that your priority, your number one priority is taking care of your team and your people and your customers and your suppliers, then your actions better demonstrate that. 
And, uh, and so you, you need to, you need to be honest and you, you need to be transparent. And that also means sometimes you're, you're not delivering great news, right? Uh, you can't, you can't sugarcoat it. Uh, you have to be very grounded and honest about, uh, about the situation. Um, but you can do that in a, in a spirit of confidence, uh, staying strong and staying calm. And uh, I think, as you mentioned, Mike, uh, the most important thing in a, in a crisis as you're, as you're setting up this framework for leadership and communication is that you have to be, you have to be decisive and, and adaptable. That's what creates resiliency. Right. And, and so you, you need to make sure that the, the steps you're taking are going to not only secure, uh, provide security to the people that you're working with, but is also going to put the, the organization in a position to be sustainable and resilient to a particular crisis. And so, uh, and by doing those things, you are hopefully controlling the chaos, right? right. You feel it right now. Um, there's times where you just want to shut off the news. Um, it's important to create a sense of quietness, if you will, mm-hmm. the calmness, um, so that, uh, there's predictability in, in the leadership and there's consistency in how you're making your decisions. And if you, if you just make sure that you stay true to always doing the right thing, uh, ultimately people will understand and respect the decisions that you're making, even if they're not, uh, easy ones to make. Uh, particularly as you think about uh, employment and staffing and trying to understand your, your cash flow and your revenues and expense management, uh, you're affecting people's lives and uh, you need to be uh, very cautious in how you, you make those decisions and very transparent. But ultimately what you're trying to do is ensure the sustainability of the business as you're managing through this, this crisis. Well, Tom, thank you for your insights today. Appreciate you taking the time out uh, to chat with us and, and give us those words of wisdom. Just one more thing to do is uh, I, I would just say to stay positive. You know, uh, our country, our state, our businesses, uh, we're an incredibly resilient uh, uh, people. And uh, if you look back over history, uh, we've always emerged a, a stronger country, a stronger state and, uh, and stronger organizations. So stay positive and, uh, stay close to your people. Tom, again, thank you for taking the time out today to, uh, to chat with us. It was great to meet you and, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get together sometime and, and formally meet in person once this, this whole thing wraps up. I can't wait to, to grab a beer or a lunch with you and, uh, be able to talk about this as a thing of the past. Absolutely. Tom, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.